Yeah, I do. Right, no, I'll just do it off the back, because that's when I'd fuck up. Yeah, well, just fucking remember that I exist and you exist, and that's all they need to know, really. That's fine. Right. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to episode two of the Crystal Commentary Podcast. Uh, I'm Tim Eccles, and this is Catherine Bellingham. Hello. Um, with uh, better mic quality, hopefully, this time. Yeah, with better mic quality. And we've got a couple of stories, or like things we're going to talk about. So our small topics, we're going to be covering Rage 2, uh, the trailer for that. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, another trailer for that. And then some tech news, we're going to be looking at uh, Google's Duplex demo, which I don't think Kat knows anything about. <laughs> I just I just keep hearing Durex. No, it's not Durex. <laughs> Although, it may, it may evolve into that. Um... And then the third thing would be, a uh, fourth thing would be Steam Link, Steam Link for mobile. Uh, <laughs> uh, the podcast is going to be available on. It's currently available on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud. We're trying to get on Spotify as well, but I think they're being a bit of a, bit of a. Uh, I don't, I don't know. They're just being a bit awkward Blankers. about it. Yeah, but um, it's since this is only our second podcast, like we can't, we can't really say anything nah, about that. I think, that. I think the first one's probably rejected due to the the other quality being pretty subpar. I'm surprised they got on iTunes to be completely honest. Yeah, potentially. But I checked that, and and then yeah, we're all good. Okay. So shall we? Shall we go? What What have you been up to the past two weeks then? Oh, am I starting? Uh, yeah. Basically, just playing uh, Magic the Gathering. That's, that's basically it. And that other weeks. card game as well. Was... Yeah, Lightseekers. Um, I've played some Destiny too, but I'll, I'll come back to that because you know we've we've all been doing that. Um, so yeah, like Magic's still still going well. Been um doing a couple of different things, doing the the Friday Night Magic as usual. Improved my record slightly. I am now like, actually winning, won. <laughs> uh, winning like winning one game out of four on the consistent like on the regular, which is quite nice. And I'm not going like two nil in any of my rounds, which is quite good. Still a negative KD though. Yeah, definitely. I need to I need to bump it up a bit. I could buy some of the dual ones, and they're like a lot of money, and I can't be bothered. But yeah, I went to the the pre- the preliminary pro tour qualifier today, and it went abysmally. Huh. I, I imagine won, so. I won one round out of the. Uh, ten I played. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that was a uh, that that was pretty rough. Uh, I enjoyed it though. The store was really nice. It's really nice to just get out there talking to people. Also, as you mentioned, started playing some Light Seekers. That's kind of like um, it's like uh, it's by Playfusion who do the um. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's like a it's one of those kind of Skylander esque things where it's like you know you got little figures. Oh right, okay. And it's like a mobile ARG thing, but they've also released a card game which has kind of got some integrations in it, and it's just kind of a more, um, it's like a more simple magic. It's a lot more like just throw your deck down and, and have a bash. See what you <laughs> <laughs> I misheard you completely. <laughs> throw your deck down. Yeah. And see what you get up to. And have a bash. There's there's no way that 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 deck is not going to sound like deck. Mm, it's always going to sound like it. Um. Aside from that, uh, I'm trying to think what else. I've been trying to. I've been playing Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga on an emulator on my laptop. Huh. <laughs> I've actually been, it's an old GBA game. Um, it's really fun, fun. actually. No. I just like I don't know. I don't know why I decided to play. I have I don't emulate anything, but I've decided to play this, and I'm I'm quite enjoying it. Yeah, that's really unusual. Uh, I could probably em- I should probably emulate a bunch of other stuff and play it, but I just, I'm honestly just can't be honest. I think it's just because I've got it there. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think that's about that's about it for me. Not really been doing anything too much interesting. Been I'm falling behind behind a bit in Destiny. Yeah, you definitely are. I I've been. To... We finally managed to do Spire of Stars fully 
um, with my team, and then I've just helped another team through it now. I don't know. I, I don't know when I'm going to be ready to do that. I it's it's fine. Valid. Like the first the first week was very difficult, um, but the second week now everyone's kind of getting into the flow of things. They know what to do. Uh, mm -hmm. Same with escalation protocol. I've been organizing some nine months of that. Uh, still, I yeah, still personally haven't got the that. weapons, but a few people are starting to get the weapons each week. Um, but it's it's going well. We're going to expand on that later on. Um, but aside from that, I'm not, not sure. I've just been working, coming home, and then yeah, just kind of slowly getting through Destiny. Um, yeah, Destiny has been like a like a lot. I'm I'm waking up to like 15 LFG posts a day. Yeah, it's, it's definitely getting more so active. Since we did our recruitment push again, we've had a lot of other people joining. So yeah. if you see this, welcome to the community. Hopefully stick around and keep keep the Discord active. Invite your friends. We can, we've can. we still got plenty of spaces for more people to get in. I think we're on around 80 in the clan at the minute, uh, a lot of which that's, are probably still that's inactive. That's just for Destiny as well. Yeah, just for Destiny. Um Obviously, anyone can join the Discord with the application process, but the um, clan on Destiny is limited mm -hmm. to 100 people. All right, so we'll just get straight into Timmy time. Hi, right, Timmy time. We're, we're bloody 10 minutes earlier, Tim, but oh, that means that's, that's, fine. that's good, because we can spend a bit longer talking about the trailers and other stuff. Yeah. I think I've just not done anything for the past two weeks. No, neither like have I. Things. I've been doing a lot of stuff, but it's all been like the same thing, mm -hmm. like just do repeating that and getting better and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's... Move on to the to the trailer if you want. Yeah, so we'll start with we'll start with the trailer, then we'll go on to like one of the more less video based things, and then we'll head on to the can we, next trailer. Can we do Rage Two first. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've got up. Yeah, <laughs> so good. I'm gonna bring into frame the Rage Two trailer. It's only small, but make sure you're on I, full screen. Uh, the only the only thing I heard about Rage Two is that you mentioned it the other day. That's all I know about. Rage yeah, 2. so I will, let's just talk about. It. Have you played Rage One? Did you ever play I, that? I know Rage One was a pretty abysmal failure. Really? Game. Yeah. So yeah. I played it. It was around. I was talking it's a to Bethesda some people. Published game, isn't it? Yes, Bethesda published, and then Rage One was just very bleak, and it came out. Uh, I think it came out just before Borderlands. One or after Borderlands One and before I feel Borderlands like it came Two. Out after Borderlands One. Yeah, it was before Borderlands Two. And it just looked like so drab. Yeah, and like it. Apparently on PC it was an absolute disaster, just an unoptimized uh, yeah, piece of shit that crashed, just didn't work. But I yeah, played it on PS3. I remember distinctly. I rented it through Love Film, uh, <laughs> and finished and played it because it, it. I played it at a similar time to Dead Space One. That game was pretty good. But I remember like enjoying playing it, but then the end just like it was just like hitting a wall. Like you just went in to do what you thought was a mission, normal mission, and it just ended. There was no boss fight. It was just like oh, you like kill a normal it. wave yeah, of enemies. Right. It's like, huh? It's gone. That's it. Finished with. But this is this actually got revealed through Walmart messing up, and they kind of posted yeah, loads it. of games from E3 um, early. So then Rage Two, they the marketing, it was either planned or they took it to took it like used it to their advantage and did like a whole marketing thing behind it saying like oh walmart you got this wrong and had like loads of neon pink shit sprayed over it like you got the you got the fucking image wrong and shit like that yeah. so have you got yeah have you got the trailer up then yeah i'm ready to go uh, three two one let's watch good start Billions were gone in the blink of an eye. Fifty million people used to live here. Huh. That was the coast town. Up. A 
They're definitely leaning into like the Mad Maxi edginess. There was no one left alive to tell you no. And in this wild, wide open place, if you wanted something bad enough. No talks of like co-op or multiplayer, because Bethesda are pretty like single player focused, but yeah. with Borderlands 3 being rumoured as well to be revealed at E3, I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. This trailer's like carnally all over To me, it looks like, like Apocalypse Doom. It, no, it's Bulletstorm, dude. Or, yeah. It actually. feels like a shittier Bulletstorm. Or potentially a better Bulletstorm. Dude, Bulletstorm is sick. Wow. There's bits of this trailer that look like Destiny as well. Just watch carefully, but look yeah. at some of the gunplay. Just the model. Not the gun models that look great, The concern I have as well is Borderlands 3 is rumoured to have a... One gonna have to... Well, they said that the art style of Borderlands was limiting them. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel like they're going to go, same. yeah, for this, like, colourful, but post-apocalyptic. So, what, what do you think of that? Uh, what, what do you take? It's one of those where it's like... You know when you're watching E3 and you got your big presentations, and then this comes on, you got yourself a drink. Yeah, <laughs> you mentally tune out for a bit. It's like it doesn't necessarily look bad, and it doesn't necessarily look good, but it's more just like why? It's just a stocking fella, yeah. It's like I, I don't. I mean, yeah, you do it because you can, but it like there's just there's just nothing there. Like we've seen it all before. Like the car physics are going to be like worse than Motorstone One for the PS3. Uh, the gunplay is probably going to be worse than Destiny 1 somehow. Because it's like, co-op just... that came in and I feel like saved a lot of these game, these type of games. Yeah. Because how the story is going to be really heavily built into the world and you're making the world interesting, almost like the world's yeah. the character. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, based on that world, they'll be able to have like a load of crazy people in, so they're going for like maybe that like Far Cry type storytelling. Whereas, yeah. like, just get really eccentric, eccentric. I feel like they're gonna do like a almost like a, almost a game like FPS that like bombed super hard. The uh, Lawbreakers. I feel like they're gonna do a Lawbreakers in a way that it's gonna be trying to please. It's gonna just be a, like an amalgamation of a bunch of random stuff, and no one's really gonna like any of it. I the one. Know, I just... um... I'll see it turning any heads the one saving grace I see is that there's been a lot of imagery used of like Big Ben and stuff. So some people have rumored that it could be set in london which oh could God. be interesting because no games ever set in the uk um and then having the yeah, whole like punk kind of punk rock yeah. style to it and if that's like in london cool, as well maybe, yeah. it, there could be some more interesting themes there are traces, yeah mm, okay. almost like yeah the, the, the punk culture coming into the game rather than just being crazy yeah. Max style. I feel like Rage is gonna have to release really quick after E3 because uh, yeah, it's one. It's like a trailer that makes me less excited for the game. Or it needs to come out at a time where people aren't starved, like are starved for a game to play. That's like I okay. Feel, I feel like it just needs to come out straight like on E3 because people yeah. are gonna be hyped up for like all the other games, so they're just gonna buy it. Mm -hmm. I don't see anyone buying this otherwise. Yeah, like, either before now or just after when. Do like a, what a dying light did, where it came yeah. out out of nowhere and then was pretty good. 
I would honestly rather go back and play Far Cry Five, which you know is still pretty new. But like mm-hmm. when Ra- when Rage Two comes out, I I'm almost ninety percent sure that like I would rather go back and play Far Cry Five than Rage Two. Yeah, I'm interested really to see the conference see though, but I don't see there being like a co-op either. And like I keep saying, its biggest competition at this point is Borderlands Three. It's, I mean, if that's it's like so the similar. The trailer it, it just looks like a bunch of randomly gathered like game i honestly feel that it wasn't supposed to be leaks and it was supposed to be like a real quick release after e3 mm-hmm. essentially kind of, bethesda yeah. like to do that as well quick releases yeah what was happening with the fallout shelter stuff i know it's not a big deal but like mm-hmm. they like to, to do that kind of thing yeah so yeah that's that um moving on to the second thing google duplex so have you heard nothing about this i have no idea what google duplex is so I, i'm gonna can i guess can i guess what it is yeah you can try you can try and guess okay if you want. um Okay. Uh, is it something? To, oh, I was going to ask if it's something to do with the internet, and that would have been a dumb question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is, is it a, in, related to Google Home at all? Uh, well, loosely, yes. But okay. no. Um, I won't directly say it's just Google Home it's direct, linked to. It was just. Go for it, yeah, I have no idea what it could Yeah, be. so it was at um, Google's keynote and they were kind of giving people an update on the like, working AI. So this is like one of the new updates that will be coming to the Google Assistant. <laughs> and it's where you can get your Google Assistant to book appointments for you, but actually get it to call up like somewhere to book an appointment for, like, oh, say, God. your hair or order oh, and you were delivery. No. But they actually showed it working and it's like, it's weird. It's like, it's actually working so it, it rang someone up and it, and it acts like a human it has a human voice it doesn't like say oh like i'm google assistant it just it just starts talking so it's like um they rang up a hairdresser and it was something along the lines of uh, hello i'm booking a hair appointment for a client um do you have any bookings free at this time and day and then the person on the phone responds and then the google assistant's like um uh, like saying um and like stuttering and kind yeah, of like filler and stuff. yeah and like filler. using it to perfection and i think i can't i can't quite remember which it was yeah it was a hair appointment but then like i presume you could make it for like food deliveries as well and like it, it just it can just tell and hear what this other person's saying but there's a lot of controversy came up about it being like should 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 you be tricking somebody into like thinking they're speaking to a human or should it be like prefaced first with like hello this is google assistant taking like i'm taking your order or for it to work does did the other people need to think that they're talking to a human because otherwise would say somebody answer it and think oh it's this google assistant thing and then just put the phone down or ignore it i don't think like, like when you pick up a phone there's, i don't know there's no like convention that like obviously we're not that far into the future but like, i don't feel like i should have to say if i'm a human or a robot like yeah but you can tell though usually if it's like a robot well, it's usually like time, hello and you, you ask it one question can't. it's like <laughs> but yeah like, like, well, definitely can't. based on the videos that they showed and stuff it seems like it's working quite well there are some hiccups okay. where things go wrong but Overall, it's just another interesting like development in AI. I like the idea, but it's gonna. I worry it's gonna be another one of those Google products where it's like, yeah, come come check this out, and it like just kind of gets like depreciated after like a couple like a month, a couple of months, and like you know you just I don't know. I I can't see anyone using it. Potentially, like, yeah. It's but it's built into the Google Assistant, so it's like it's interesting. Like it might just do it automatically on calendar 
things you put in and it's like, yeah. oh, I, I need to book a thing for this day and it just doesn't. I mean, it would be like, it'd be cool if I could, you know, be at home and I'd just be like, hey, you know, hey Google, go to, you know, make my repeat prescription. And it's like, yeah, yeah, and it calls, yeah. And, and then it does a bunch of shit. Like, the only way it could actually be useful is if it does, like, a lot of stuff for me. I think it's like it's only going to work for simple transactions um, at first, at first yeah. because it just That's needs to be, are you free on this day and time? Yes, no. Yeah. It's not going to be like, oh, specifically describe to me this particular order, because I'll probably struggle yeah. with that. I mean, that's the issue for me. I, I don't want to use it until it gets to the advanced version, but it's like, are they going to need people to use it to before that point to like spur on development? I kind of just see it as like a... Like a really I guess the idea is like, climb. it is an assistant, and it's almost like some people are really busy and need personal assistants that take the diary notes and everything and, and ring up and book things like her appointments. But if you had this and it did it just as well, it's almost like replacing like a potential job. Uh, yeah. Like, if it so. gets that advanced, obviously not now, but it's... Shows where Google are heading. Yeah, I guess my only concern is like there seems to be a lot of that technology these days where it's like, oh, promise for the future, and it's kind of like I've yet to see any of those companies really deliver. It's yeah. kind of the same with like Tesla. It's like Elon Musk's putting all these crazy solar panels up and he's sending cars into space and he's you know, but it's like, um, how does it impact day to day? Yeah, people. I'm yet to see like you know the like the headline where it's like. Elon Musk solves energy crisis and it's yeah, like, I see what you mean. It's almost cool, like you you like... walk outside and you you see that it's different rather than it just being the small changes. Yeah, because I feel like I was talking to a guy uh, at the game store about this today, but I feel like we've got to a point now where like history is just repeating itself, like we're repeating the last decade over and over again. Yeah, like we'll make like a micro advancement in some kind of technology, and it just won't go anywhere, and people will just start on something different. Yeah. Like this, you know, this year it'll be cars, and then like in a decade's time it'll be because you know it's like AI and cloud computing at the moment, and then like another decade it might be fucking, uh, God, I don't know, like you yeah, know, just like whatever a else. smart home thing again, and it will just keep like going backwards and forwards because like we had smart home stuff with like Philips Hue like ages ago with the light yeah. and shit, and that was like the first iteration where it wasn't like a a voice command system. It's because it a just... lot of it as well is just like. You you go into well. people's houses and you never see any of it. But the thing is, it it does all work, and it's at the point where it's just a bit too expensive at the minute, or like houses aren't being built problem. with it in mind. It's solving a problem that doesn't exist at the moment, really. Yeah, it's more just it's again just convenience. Like I could get up now and go and turn my lights off, or I could say like, "Okay, Google, turn the lights off," and it's yeah. like that is easier. Yeah, but it's one of those risks. I just activated it on my phone. <laughs> it is looks it like, like I can't turn off lights yet. <laughs> it's like, is it 50 quid? Like, can we... Yeah, exactly. That's that's the, the main thing. But I guess as you as you add features to this smart technology, it becomes yeah. like, oh, it can turn your lights off, oh, it can change your thermostat, oh, it can, like, you've got security cameras on your house, you can check those when you're at work and accept parcels, and then there's more and more stuff being added, and soon I think it'll get to the point where a house is just built and that's kind of what you have and like the radiators now like houses aren't designed for all this smart technology whereas i think at some point it'll get to the point where houses have been built with that in mind like you walk into a house and it already has like a baseline of wi-fi a baseline of smart connectivity like you walk into your house and you almost yeah. like have an app for your house on your phone and it's just like welcome to Fucking whatever your, your address house, is, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's the that's the future um, I envision anyway. 
Yeah, well, like Google will just like license out their software to like contractors and they'll just build into every house. Basically, yeah. Because Tesla do that with the power bricks in the walls with the solar panels, then that siphons into their house and the grid. And it's like the ideal is all these grids feeds back into it. So yeah, everyone has Tesla cars driving around. It's all free charge because all the solar panels are free charge and you're just buying the actual product itself and that's where the money's being made. It's It's interesting. It's good and bad, but it kind of almost promotes this, and this sounds super political, but it kind of almost promotes this kind of weird uh, monopoly, like encourages a monopoly in a way. It's like, yeah, in a way. I think there'll always be competition, though. Yeah, yeah, it's just annoying, though, because like, from the perspective of Tesla, it's like, oh, things are only going to get better if everybody's driving a Tesla, or everybody's got this Tesla shit. Because like, yeah. the less people use it, the less, you know, the less like monetarily uh, like efficient it is, so... A lot of the time, like that kind of, it doesn't. I guess it's not a forced choice, but it's like so many people in London drive Priuses, and it's not enforced, but it's like it's just like one of the most eco things to drive in London. So it's kind of like if it is just better, then other companies need to figure out ways of tapping into that as well. Yeah, competition. Yeah, it's fair enough. Interesting, interesting stuff. Again, it's one of those. It's kind of like another. I feel like I said this last week as well. It's another like it's cool, but I kind of also don't care. Yeah, because like. Call me back when it affects me in 50 years. Yeah. So the next thing uh, we're going to talk about is we'll just head straight into like Steam Link because I think that'll be like a really small thing just to touch on. And that's yeah. a, a, a Steam Link for mobiles. So like rather than having your Steam Link, your Steam Box thing that plugs into your TV, you can just download it onto your phone and play PC games on your phone. Which... So how does that work? Do you need a Steam Link to do that, or is it literally just the phone? I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's just an app on your phone, and it'll just stream. It's almost like your PlayStation uh, yeah, streaming, play. where you could have done it, where you used to be able to do it to the Vita, where well, you can do it to the Vita, but Vita's dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, you should be able to do it to, to, onto your mobile. I'm not actually yeah. too sure whether it's available yet, but I'll have to check out to see. But I'm just trying to think, like, I always wonder what the use case is for these, because it's like it's not like you can go to work and do it. No, yeah, because like, I guess it's like you want to sit in bed, but it, I don't know, man. Again, it's one of those conditions where it's it's just kind of too much effort. It's just like like you turn your creating... PS4 and you get your controller, you got set up in bed with your phone, and then after like half an hour or whatever, you have to like go fucking turn it off and shit. And it's like... and it's the same with the phone. Like it's not going to be that good quality. And it's like if I'm, it's gonna be I just don't, I just, I can't well. imagine a. I can't imagine a situation where it's like I I wouldn't just be sat at my PC playing and need to play or even sign your on a mobile. Oh, in your bed. And I could go to the couch and, but then what? Like it's worse quality and then. Yeah, I'm just not really too sure. Yeah, well, these use cases again. Yeah, and even even if you think about what it's being used for to like advance something, I don't really get that either. Um. Like, what's the point of streaming your games to anything when you've got the dedicated thing there? I guess the goal is to just yeah. be able to... I could just go to work and stream in perfect quality to, like, a, t- a, t- a monitor anywhere. Is that what we're trying to head for? Is this just, like, one of the first tiny steps? It's weird, because recently, like, we've had, like, a lot of pretty useless technology. Like, the Steam Link's cool, but it's, like, um, NVIDIA. Do the, the, the NVIDIA Shield? box thing as well yeah which is just better yeah it's it just, just a lot yeah, more expensive it's just, just straight up better but it's like it, it again it's solving a problem that doesn't exist like who because the main it's... case for sony's was like 
people with consoles play on the TV, then if they get kicked off the TV when people want to watch films or other people in the family, uh, they can stream it and just sit TV. with everybody, but just play it on a smaller screen, which makes sense. But yeah. the PC well, gamers, it's not like that. TV, I guess. And it's like, it's weird because, you know, you, you're buying this expensive stuff, you're probably an adult, and you just go and play on your TV yeah. on in your house when no one's kicking you off. It's like, I again, I, I don't know who this is for. It's the same thing as everything. Well, I guess it's like super cheap and it's just another thing to say, oh yeah, you can do this, but... It's yeah. a lot of hassle though. Like, I haven't used my Steam Link like, since I got it. and it's like I've got one as there. well and like neither have I. The main, just the main justification is around. like, if we want to play like a party game, it's easier because you can just stream it down, but even then, like, the hassle of connecting controllers and something goes wrong and you got to sprint back upstairs mm. to like go on the actual computer to figure it out it's just just doesn't work yeah it ends up causing more problems than it like solves i was very surprised when it would like you know you actually have to get a device on oh, you laughing at <laughs> you you're like slowly going like this uh, I'm so <laughs> but like now that I'm, i was surprised when I, there was actually a device to do it i thought like they could just push like an app to smart tvs I yeah was genuinely, genuinely well surprised. yeah well black ops 4 <laughs> Straight on. All right, multiplayer trailer, get it up. Yep, it's up. Right, three, two, one, go. This is my first time seeing it. Oh, look at the dislikes. Oh, wow. Mm. 270k to 152k. Just a given with COD now. Yeah. So to give some information while this is playing out, they've taken out health recovery. So health recovery is done via the press of a button in their words. So you've got to actively keep healing yourself and waiting for the cooldown and healing yourself again. So they've tried to add some depth by making that change. Right, shield's still a thing though. God, who plays COD this slow? I know. Well, so they've got health bars above everyone oh, now, which is different. Back. Um, yeah. yeah. Then specialists are coming back and they seem to be more integrated in the way like Siege would do it or Overwatch would do it. So you can only pick one of each specialist. So you can't yeah. pick a specialist that's already been chosen. They seem to be more objective focused as well. Yeah, they, they have their own skills. Like, because they always had like ultimates in a way on Black Ops 3. But now they're switching to, they just have their own little abilities that, as you can see there, the fire breaks kind of yeah. locking off a zone. They've got barbed wire, riot shields. As you kill streaks. So they're trying to get that more team focus, but also like, it seems like it's still very quick to kill people. It looks oh, like you can I still make a difference on your own. Huh. Hey, they've added fog of war to the map as well, which I'm not That's too sure. Yeah, I can see it on the mini map. It just yeah. seems like you can't. People still appear when they get shot though, so it's almost like what's the point? I think it must be more to reveal gadgets and things like that. Well, I'm thinking if someone puts a gadget down and it's in the fog of war, you yeah, can't see it, but as you approach it, you might be able to see it on the map. I'm looking at it now, yeah, and it seems that... I don't know, actually. I... And no, you definitely can. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. But it's, again, it, they're calling it spatial awareness and wanting to use skills to... You can almost, like, ward off parts of the map, I think. Oh, in fact, I no, guess... I guess it does make sense. If people... People shoot appear, but then if people are don't shoot they won't appear but if that area of the map's been like given vision by a ward or whatever they'll be able to see them walk past that zone uh, okay I, I like that 
Yeah, a lot of people are gonna shit on it, but it's like they're just keeping swap, swapping it up. You know, it's not. The main uh, controversy around it has just been the single player being taken out. Why do people still want that though? I, I, I can't a lot really. Of people seem to like the single player, but surely there's better single player experiences that you can go play on. So I can't really put it down. Put I can't put my I finger on it really. So single players have just always been okay in cards. I, I really don't believe any of them Solid have been some amazing things. And all the people who complain about single player being remo removed, the paying like like whatever it'll be sixty dollars for here it's like fifty pounds. For a game just for the single player, and they don't play the multiplayer, which is why COD exists, and they don't play the zombies mode. These are the complaints I've heard. They don't play the other modes, but they like the single player. So surely, yeah, they take out the single player, and it doesn't make them want to buy COD anymore. But for all the people who buy it for the multiplayer and aren't bothered about the single player, surely they're getting way better value for money, and they're the people who are sticking around keeping COD alive. It isn't the single player keeping it alive. Yeah, I don't think so. And... I just don't understand, like, because although a lot of people are using the excuse, like, the Battle Royale mode they're adding in is just a cash grab, which it may pretend, it may be, it's like, it, I just don't, I don't know, if someone's just buying it for the single player, surely, like, it's better. Because most people have been complaining, oh, a game isn't worth the amount you're paying for it, or they add in, like, loads of shit later, or it's missing shit at first. Whereas at least Koji, it kind of comes out finished, and you're getting all the value for the yeah, money. I'd say so. Whereas then people go and buy a COD in the past, and it's just for the single player, but they're okay paying the £50 for that or whatever, and don't want to play the rest of it. Like, if there was another game that came out like that, surely, like, people would complain that, oh, it, it, why isn't this game £20? Like, say if it was just a COD single player on its own. Like, mm. technically, they could justify charging £50 for that if people pay £50 just to play the single player. Did you kind of get what I'm getting Go on, get what I'm getting at? Kind of, yeah. I just It seems like one of those kind of null and void complaints. Like, people are kicking up a fuss as if it's, like, something that they didn't see coming or it's been, like, a big change. Because like, I've said it for so long that, like, the CODs campaigns, I've always played them, but it's, like, if, if it really is the case where sing removing single player has allowed them to make these changes and add more things in like the battle royale mode if it is good or bad or whatever if if they've had the time and the money to do it because of the single player being removed i think it's a better choice overall because i don't see anybody like fucking gagging for a new single player call of duty game ever like there's so many better single player experiences maybe not in the shoot escape but it's like all it is is just a, a, an action flick in in game form and people like Again, like, just uh, bullet storms an example of where people just, like, didn't like it or didn't want it or something. And people, you know, it was just kind of, I think it, like, bombed pretty hard. Yeah. And it's the same with, with, with like, Far Cry and stuff. Like, if you want kind of a single-player experience out, with a story, I feel like Far Cry and stuff are offering way more value for money and they're focusing on the thing that does well. Is it a lack of linear story, perhaps? Potentially, but it, I, I guess it's more... story with huge set pieces. So. Yeah, so maybe people do want that, but I just I don't think paying £50 for that is worth it. I think it's a, a silly investment if you're just going to play the single player for a subpar shooter. 
I mean, even if you do particularly like it, it's one of those where it's like, I, I don't really, I don't know, do people buy other games that are like sync shooter, single player focus to kind of like, you know, indicate that they want that? It's just, it seems like a group of people who don't play the game are complaining. And I'm just kind of confused. Yeah, because um, a lot of the people I've heard talking about this as well have said like, they've almost said like, the people who don't mind about the single player not being in are like, aren't necessarily true COD fans. Or the fact that they're adding a Battle Royale game in shows, like, the people who are going to buy this aren't true COD fans. But I just, I don't understand the logic, because multiplayer has always been what what has made COD COD. Like, throughout the entire of high school where we grew up with it, everybody who plays it doesn't shit on it. Only cares about the multiplayer. The single player was never a big... It was never a big deal. No. Not, not to the extent of, like... Not not to the extent where people are so seem so pissed about the single player being gone. It's just very confusing. It feels like an easy an easy put like an easy punch. It's almost like a cheap punch on the game, I'd say. Something easier yeah. to put a headline on and I mean again it's one of those where it's like people with no legitimate argument just putting out like I'm just checking the comments and like a good portion of them are like, so it's just Black Ops three again and it's like Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, it's just I, it's weird. I it's I, I'm always gonna stand by the fact that COD just suffers from being called COD at the and now. Oh yeah, it, it, I say it should reboot, but it lost a lot of its like name recognition. It's the sad way. thing is like any game that came out like COD, people won't complain. It's why I tend to have an issue with Titanfall because Titanfall, yeah, the robot mode was completely different than COD, but you go to the pilot v pilot mode and it's essentially just COD with bigger maps, but easy traversal, but then people didn't like the traversal in COD. It's the fact, it's just the name that, it's the name, it shows, it shows how branding and marketing really does like own the game in space and sways everybody's minds because you can put out a hype trailer for any other game and people would jump on that shit and buy it. Hmm. So it just depends on like the lineage behind it and if it's new or old. Like Prey, that Prey trailer, like I just think back to the first one and compare it to other shit and it just kind of that to me looks like it like you just not I don't think you're gonna get your value for money if you compare it to somebody buying COD who's playing all three modes, like zombies, um even a single player in the like, shooting. People just choose what game they want to like. Because, I mean in my personal opinion, I don't think Prey was that good. But no. I think Prey was a pretty lackluster Bioshock again. It's kind of like a card. It just does. Oh, really... it definitely was. It did something a bit different at the time in some of like the mechanics and the way it looked. But, but looking it, back on it now, it's it was essentially just replicating like System Shock, Bioshock. It, it, yeah, it pays so many homages to those kind of games. It even has its own. It even has its own genre. It's a number, and it was like the originally the studio that developed like the first. I think it was. I don't know if it was System Shock, like who developed that, mm-hmm. and um. And like ever since then, or something like that, like these games have had like this number and associated with them, and it's kind of formed their own genre. But people like eat that show because it's like it's a it's a genre that they have nostalgia for. Yeah, and it'll it'll probably happen to like this generation of like younger people. Like, what are the younger people playing now? And like, what Fortnite? See, that's the weird thing. Like, is that gonna is that gonna turn into like because that's thing? this is the weird thing. So people are considering like. Is this Battle Royale Call of Duty mode going to be relevant? And and COD has always been played by like kids in high school mainly. That's what drives the sales numbers. But with Fortnite being out now and being free to play, it's going to be really interesting how how this game sells. I'm going to be. It's going to be. Uh, yeah. 
I, I'm just Cage really interested. Got a lot of games like just because so I don't see why people couldn't get this and play Fortnite or I, you know I don't know. It's it's interesting to see where it's gonna go, but it's again kind of like Rage Two. Is it like a lot of the stuff that's come out is it's not exciting? Not because I, I'm not excited for the new card, but because it's like I know how they deliver it now. Like mm-hmm. I, I kind of just want to play it, see how it see how it plays, and like the all the media around it's just gonna be complete trash. Yeah. Ultimately, I just think it's a bit. I don't know, a bit of just a click, just for the clicks title. It's almost like how God of War was when there's so many people complaining that the combat isn't like the old God of Wars, and that that was kind of the whole issue with the old God of Wars. It became stale and old and wasn't offering anything new, and that's why they changed it. People are like, Legends of Zelda Ocarina of Time is the greatest game of all time, and it's like, it's complete garbage, but, you know, like, people remember it fondly, and, like, you change that, and it's like, you're changing what I liked, and what I liked must have been good. Yeah. It's like, Call of Duty 4 wasn't that great, but people still love that shit. Yeah, it's because like it did it did something with shooters on console, specifically very new. as an attack chopper on that game, Jesus Christ. <laughs> trying like to hit it with minutes. an RPG. That's right, five minutes of just not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right then, do you, so we'll do you want to move on to our main topic for the evening? Yeah, so main topic is the Destiny 2 Warman DLC. Last episode we talked about it just before it was releasing. I think it was like, yeah, just the, the weekend before. Yeah. So now we're, what, two weeks in? Just just yeah. under two weeks. Two, two weeks in, I think. What do you think of it so far? Starting with maybe the story? Story. Okay, okay. just... Um... just I'm probably a bit biased on this. I personally really dislike the story. Yeah. I I don't mind Zavala, and I know a lot of people dislike Zavala. I don't mind Zavala. I just felt the character, Anna Bray, just tilted me so hard. I felt like she was the most two-dimensional character I've ever seen in my entire life. It was one of those where it's like, I enjoyed the missions, and like going like Mars was a cool place to explore, and like going through the story was fun. Like I enjoyed it, but it was one of those where it's like all the bits where it stopped to fill me in with some exposition from Anna Bray, I just did not care. It was one of those where it's like guardians are supposed to help and save people, but like every time we see a guardian, they either instantly die or they just like completely just serve themselves. Yeah. It's like, hey, don't mess with Rasputin. He's a giant killer war launching satellite thing. She's like, no, I have a connection. I'm special. Honestly, like, the whole Anna Bray thing being... Because, do you know the whole sub-story behind this now? Where the Uh, stranger from Destiny 1 is her sister? uh, Oh, spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Oh, well. Spoiler alert. But it's like, that's... That that's kind of like the most interesting part for me, the part that isn't directly told to you. You've got to actually like dig deeper to it's look into it. It's like you'll sit there for ten minutes while Anna Bray explains like Rasputin to you, and it's like nobody nobody cares. That was the no. coolest part, actually meeting Rasputin. Yeah, and he's finally. Well, after like I don't think you're gonna feel anything if you haven't played Destiny One, but no. spending so long so long Destiny One with all the Rasputin missions and yeah, the and original. The original like radio um calling on earth on destiny one it was good to just finally hear his extremely bassy where you can uh, like, find the little uh, yeah the little things were, that was so cool and then yeah you know, we get to go back was it even io i don't know yeah it is it's io where you can do the respewing like little cubes they bring that back in this dlc yeah so i want the one minor complaint about the story why did anna Bray have to translate that I'm an exo robot with like a futuristic super hood. Yeah. I've actually got like Russian insignia on my armor. Like, yeah. 
Grace Light just trying to happen. It, it took the impact away because you get like super booming Rasputin and then Anna Bray's like bigger than him in the frame. Yeah. Talking, and it's like, One of the biggest like, complaints yeah. as well is like the, the final boss that you fight, Zol. He's like supposed to be like some fucking super worm god and the other, do you know the other wizard with the three crystals yeah. by the side? That's supposed to be the son of Crota. And it's like, there's all these fair, big epic things. It was like Crota's runt son that like abandoned yeah. the way of living. <laughs> yeah. He just kind of like, whatever. Well, like, they're cool fights, but it's just kind of like, imagine those in a raid situation where it's like you've got a, you're taking out this like worm. It is a raid encounter. I, I wouldn't. The scale is so much larger, though. I like to just like go in, do the story, smash the story out, have some like cool set pieces, and just chill out. Like, imagine if you got to the end of the bloody story and you're stuck on it for like three hours. Yeah, but not. Yeah, but I'd say more integrate, have your story and stuff, but then save these big bosses for for a raid encounter rather than just Um... nailing a cabalent back ahead for ten minutes. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta admit, while I really love the Leviathan and the whole setting. It's one of those where it's like, I play the the expansion, and then every time I go and do the raids, it's like it feels. I can't wait to get away from the Leviathan now. I sent too much gold at this point. No. What do you mean? Essentially, no. What happens at the end of Spire of Stars? Because I have nothing. Nothing. What do you mean nothing? Nothing. (laughs) That's the final raid layer, though. It's just it's just a place that exists, and it's him. So the way I see the story of the Leviathan is. You get there, you're, you're intent on killing Callus because you think he's a threat because of the Red Legion coming, and you think, Kabbalah dickheads, this guy's going to eat all Earth and fuck us all up. So that's what you go in as. Yeah. And then as you go through his trials, he's almost playing a game with you and you're still intent on killing him. You get to that final fight and you kill him and he's a robot. Think. You think he's killing him and you're like, and you shit, you're like, is this okay. just a game? And you're like, mm, gifts, and he's like being a bit friendly. The second layer is like, oh, he's got a tummy ache, and it's almost like this weird, like, okay, we'll we'll do this for you, we'll see what you're on about, and you get some more rewards. And it's like, yeah, it's making me hella powerful. And like, yeah, and then the third is almost like, you go through it, and it's almost like, okay, dude, I kind I kind of like you. you. Yeah, he's he's reason. essentially helping you. He's like you. that true neutral. Like if you think essentially, of the essentially scale, he's that's like all neutral. he is. He's just or he's he's chaotic neutral, I guess. He just wants to piss about. Yeah, him. he's so powerful. Like he knows he can just. Like, he he's emperor. using us to solve his problems that he has. Like, he can't solve these really. issues by himself. But oh, he man, also knows... He could, but, like, he's just doing it for fun. Potentially, but he also knows that he could fucking consume the planet. Maybe yeah. the Traveller protects us from that. Maybe he's... I just don't think Cal's good shit. I think he just has, yeah, he's just own agenda of, like, infinite robots to kill and just he... dealing with threats that come at him, because the final yeah, he boss... He just knows. Like, he just he seems to know more than, than we could ever know. Like Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of disappointed that there's no like big thing because you know we finished it, we did the Leviathan. It would be cool, and I think I think they will go back and check on it. But that's kind of the story, really. It's more just this thing that exists, and it's more of this fun, playful. I just I just kind of hope the with the September DLC, the raid that comes out is more like this is a threat that we need to kill. There's no funny business. It's more like. We're going to kill this thing that is a genuine like big concern. Yeah, I mean, it it is kind of like an issue that people speak about, and I kind of guess I see it a bit more now. Where it's like you do the story, and then you do a strike, and it's like, oh, the strike is a repeat of the story mission. Yeah, and you do a raid, and it's not connected to the story, and like we just blast through this like 
like you know what I mean? Like the Red Legion are just dead now. Like Gaul's gone, and it's like, mm-hmm. and then we went to Mercury and we helped Osiris, and then like, oh, we defeated some Vex. Because the Rasputin thing was literally just like the ice caps are melting, or the ice has started melting, so that's why the worm and the fucking guy have been unfrozen, and then the yeah. Rasputin stuff's woken up. He sent out all those balls, things, war sats to like. I guess it is a bit of a scary proposition, Rasputin now, because he's like in total control. Well, he's he's kind of like Kalos. He's like this this he's a different kind of neutral though, isn't he? Yeah. He's like um he's like lawful neutral, where Kalos is like chaotic neutral. Yeah, definitely. So maybe we're we're aiming towards this thing of different like filling out this alignment chart. Yeah. So if we've so... got like chaos and then order, then. Well... Maybe. Just, just for fun, let's put this in perspective. We've got Gaul, who in my opinion was lawful evil, kind of Thanos style. He wanted to harvest yeah. the Traveler's light because he believed he was the most powerful. Yeah, he could make that's, the most use that, of that's that's yeah, essentially who he is. We've got. Um, do we have any more evils? Not really. Only the ones that have existed from D one that are kind of still lingering. Oh, like Crota um, has lingered. You could say the Vex are. Um, neutral evil. The Vex are unusual because they're like, actually pure, like pure evil. They just want everything well, gone. But it's almost like they're neutral evil because they're just shaping things in their own image. They are killing things, um, but it's like it's simply to just like they're not doing it out of like a, a belief of righteousness or this that, and the other. They're just like making things better. But it just so happens that to make everything better, everyone has to die. Yeah. <laughs> And I guess then there'd be um, chaotic evil. I guess that, that the hive, be... in a way, are the more chaotic so, ones, I'd say, because they don't really have. I don't in, really in understand their goal. In this exp- well, the hive have this thing where it's like live by the sword or whatever. Like the hive have their own realms, and like I think they're just trying to like get power or whatever. But it's like you know, you, without power, like or control, you know, you don't exist. And this wasn't the wasn't the idea of. So the the travel out a pulse of energy, or whatever. Then all these factions are coming in to get that. Or was it? Was there something as well about some kind of darkness pushing everyone in there? Or that might have been another I think game that's actually. Just the overall darkness. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I think no, I do think that um the hive of chaotic evil because the the two bosses we encounter in this are strictly outside of the hive's kind of classic hierarchy. Yeah. And they've been expelled by the hive, which is pretty impressive. Said Like if you get expelled by the hive, like you've done something wrong. Yeah. So we've got our, we've got a chaotic neutral from Callus, true neutral the traveler, neutral good the traveler. Well, neutral I don't know the traveler because the traveler just kind of Lawful sits there good. and exists. It well, doesn't yeah, do anything though. Is is the traveler true neutral? It's essentially the player, isn't it? Really, I'd say mm-hmm. it's just a representation. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. so you've got like obviously you've got Gaul and the entire cabal. I think the traveler just like is a representation of all guardians so that's us the player it's just like we think we're doing good and being lawful and kind of yeah. stopping all the evil side of things well we are killing the the fallen who've been a little separate from the home planet we're stopping the vex who are just trying to shape the world in their image and we're stopping the hive because fuck the hive <laughs> i think taken might be like taken are the most interesting because i don't really understand how they still exist no. Are they just remnants of uh, Oryx, or is there something else out there forming them? Potentially. 
I guess I the... it's definitely easy to fill out like some of the neutral and the the evil sides of things. The good though, the good's interesting because I couldn't really think of like a chaotic good, or like an, or even like a neutral or you know lawful or whatever. The chaotic like... good I'd probably say is more along the lines of like the people in the reef or, um, maybe just people who are fighting without the light, potentially. Yeah, Hawthorne. I don't know because yeah. she's good. Don't know. I mean, obviously, I, I doubt the the developers really thought about this, but it's interesting to try and apply these thematic um, structures to the game because it kind of gives you an idea of what they're missing potentially. So, like when we when we get this expansion in September, is it going to be like, are we going to focus on the good things? Because it's going to be like Cade, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like, well, we potentially. Some... Well, it's almost confirmed because yeah. it's about the Exos and it's about um, you know, it's Cade's the only one who hasn't had like a feature. So are we going to get some like some chaotic good stuff from Cade, who's like. Because, you know, we've got lawful good, Zavala, we've got neutral good, uh, Ikora, and we've got chaotic good, which is um, Kid. Yeah. So, you know, we've got all these kind of different figures that kind of make all these different charts, so it'll be interesting to see where we go in the in the new DLC. The other biggest thing was Escalation Protocol that got added. Have you? Did you play much of that yet? Or? I played it with you, didn't I? We did that one run that we got yeah. to the very edge. Um, I I like it. I like the concept, but the execution, as with all Destiny things, is uh, <laughs> incredibly flawed. It's just not not being able to get in parties of nine. And I was discussing this earlier, and I think it comes down to they've got a set structure of how you go into a planet and people join for public events who are random. And I think what for whatever reason that joining system has been locked down for planets. Like the, the 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 process of joining into a planet in an instance, you can't have more than the, well, we the know, two we other know people. We know how it works because what it does is it saves the three slots. Yeah. So like, if you're on a planet, it'll let it'll let like well like a maximum of like four or like five guardians or something because it saves the other two slots. Yeah. So it's like, five something like it, that. Yeah. The weird thing is though, like I feel like Bungie have tried to intentionally kind of cap this by. Um, making it so you can only get your three people like they're supposed to make it so that like you know you you have to get because realistically you can't do it unless you communicate because there's so much nuance to it yeah so it's like i literally think they've just tried to make it so you have to do it with a random so it's harder so it takes longer like, but so it's get, even like, like but you could be at the point where you're just hoping people join it's not a guarantee like could you do it with three you have people? to hope doubt it. well that's the thing they've basically almost Put it as, oh, you should be able to do this with three maxed out players. And yeah. that, to me, is just like, how? Because I get that it's supposed to be hard, but it's hard to the point of, like... Well, did, did Budgie playtest it? Because, like, when they were playtesting it, they must have tried it with, like, nine people, and they were like, yeah, this works really well. And then, But then did they try it with three people? Did they try it with three people fighting it, and then the other six people just mulling around doing nothing? Like, if they if they add in, say, nine-man squads, you can go in, nine-man fire teams, you can go into it. I almost feel like they just time-gated it. Like, artificially time-gated it through not having that functionality in. It just makes... It's one of those, like, mechanics that they've implemented that makes no sense. It'd be like... Uh, I don't know. It'd be like a weapon that, like, buffs parties if you're only in, like, parties of eight. And it's like, you have to, like, do some obscure thing in mm. like, the public events to get it working. And it's like... And it's just unusual. I just don't... It doesn't make sense. Mm. The rewards are good, though, and the actual event itself, when you're getting a nine team it's really fun yeah, the communication really cool. like everyone's had a laugh i've been with with cute like all calling out which targets they're it's quite unique as well because yeah. you can do it kind of anywhere 
Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not just like the gauntlet or you know the 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 place outside all the rooms. Oh, that's cold. They could even cold. add in though, like, like one. That's it. yeah. They could even add that this into other planets to like make players want to go back to the old planets. And if they combine that with nine man fire teams, it'd be really interesting. They need to do something else though, because again, it's like I can do different public events on any planet. I'm always just gonna go do it on Earth because it's got like the the funnest route. So like, I almost see protocols just in just randomly. Yeah. You go back. Because I almost yeah, think about this new event in September. Like we've had a lot of talk about what if there was almost like what we've said in the past, like big raid encounter bosses but just in the public space well that yeah. seems to be what escalation protocol is trying to be yeah definitely and i'm, I'm fine with that and hopefully when we we do all get to like one um three eight five yeah yeah three eighty three five. like i can go into a public uh event like zone like you know a month after the dlc is released and it's like you know i can just go do escalation protocol Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to have to. If I have to do this bullshit, like logging in and out or just re entering the area, like to get nine people. It just just get really frustrating after a bit because, because, like, we've got our community now and we could just say to everyone, oh, we're doing it and, and people are there and ready and, and willing to do yeah, it. But it I've takes lobbies and take up to half an hour to get into a just game. Just get started. And it's, it's just, and then if we fail for whatever reason, people drop out because they just either don't have enough time or. Some people joining who aren't high enough level yet, and it just starts mm. to become really just. It seems to be like a weird. lack of visibility about all the mechanics. It's like, what level do you need to be to do this up to this level? How do you get the key? And some of mm. it I like, like some of the obscurity I like, like with the Anna Bray stuff. Yeah, I like then, all of the obscurity to it. But then some stuff I'm a bit like, I need to kind of know what's going on here. Like I need to know. I think the disappointing thing is as well that they've got. They've not really pushed the clan side of things too hard. They've not said anything no, about other features. Really and this is a really big, good like good feature to get. Like, if it's nine people, technically that's a, nearly a tenth of the entire clan you'd have if you had a fully active 100 members. Mm-hmm. And this is a really, like, promising event where everyone's had fun and there's loads. You can just keep grinding it over and over again. People could just hop in and out as, as and when they've got the rewards. That's how it should work. I was I was expecting to just come on and just stand there playing it over and over and over and over again, but you just can't yeah, do that. Yeah, just let people drop in and out. Yeah, drop like in and out, easy, just drop, go in and out of parties. Other people can do raids while they wait. It'd be a great loop for the the community well, and the clan. We have to acknowledge like the elephant in the room here, which is that, like, um, aside from clan engrams, which are in since the very beginning of the game, and the clan staves, which are like the most useless piece of shit ever. Yeah, you get the, the, the like, okay books. There have been zero, um, like, clan-based things, but at the same time, there have also been zero LFG-based things. Like, you still can't look for a raid in the game. You still can't look for a nightfall in the game, but... Unless you're doing the... A guy the, games, which is yeah. still better and hasn't been touched yet. And it, no. But it's like... It, but the, the, the lack of clan features makes it, like... And it's a shame difficult. because... Clearly, Destiny... Is like it's it's struggling on PC. I'm sure it's still flourishing on console, just because games like this do. Well, but flourishing simply because pe- enough people are playing. It yeah. Think like the chaos can form into some kind of order, but on PC, it's just like we don't have enough tools to make it. Like the like, clans that are actually advertising, you've literally got a couple of big PVP clans that are doing it for the money by carrying people, and then honestly, on the forums, there's literally us and then super clans, yeah, which are just have and like super ten clans. clans just for the shitty engrams. Well, they essentially replicate the console experience by getting so many people that like 
like the chaos forms naturally like you know yeah. there's so much chaos it's, it's not it like you know into order like yeah you know the people it's just a, a more or, or people may attitude. know Pe- people may know the, the guys there but it's i guess it's not from the get-go focused on it's having saturation. yeah whereas like, for us we're okay. we're very small but i've t- spoke to and know every single person that's joined yeah. and at this point we probably have about like 20 probably 20 plus active members now like every keep day, popping like in every play. single day there's always lobbies full from the for the most part but it's a it's a real struggle to actually get people get people in yeah right well we're on 56 minutes so nice i think it's a, it's a good time for a closer so, yeah what are we gonna be doing yeah plans for the next i guess it's the plans for the next two weeks and potentially the plans for the next month of what we're going to be yeah. doing as well so well, is there anything you want to yeah the first video essay fingers crossed will be out like on the the end of the month like i've got my ideas i just i'm going to try and start writing them up now and get them get them done like try and really push forward with that work um yeah i think like that, that that's what i'm doing uh, that's like my main goal to get that done i want to have mm-hmm. another clan meeting at the end of the month as well to kind of yeah. discuss where we're going to go with the discord and how we're going to kind of do that yeah, I guess for me it's just main, main, I'm maintaining like keeping the Discord active at the minute, making sure I'm playing everyone with Destiny on Destiny. Um, there's a lot going on with it at the moment. Like Iron Banner's starting next week. We need to organize some PvP matches against one another and get some like fun games going there because I've seen a few yeah. people wanting to do that. I feel like by the beginning of the next month things are going to plateau out and we're going to hit that kind of because how it works at the moment it's kind of like almost like a roller coaster of. You know, we got the big thing comes out, it's activity spike, that was like mm-hmm. C's, the release of Destiny, and now it's the Warmind. And then we're going to hit that lull period where it's like a lot of people are going to It's after it's after off. It's after five weeks because Destiny now, they've got a, a hook in you for five weeks because they're gradually rolling out the Anna Bray content and the Escalation yeah. Protocol armor and weapons. So everybody's going to come on to get that for the five weeks. As soon as that five weeks is over, though, if there's nothing else... I'm presuming they'll have black spindle and after the five weeks to yeah, get Yeah, people are slowly going to start dropping off as they get it. Yeah, it'll slowly start shrinking. They they have bought themselves some time, though, in a way. It might be longer than five weeks. It might more be more like seven because a lot of people are behind in levels. So, obviously, they're lagging behind a week because things get locked off. Like, if you miss a week, you're you're a week behind. The the raid armor is, is in a set unlock pattern yeah and the weapons are in a cycle so because if you haven't got the bond you only ever you have to get the bond before you get anything else oh, for instance okay. or the the class item but whereas the weapons yeah. it, it was shotgun last week smg this week and if you miss it you've got to wait till it rolls around again mm-hmm. okay so they've got yeah i'll just be working on that i guess the website's kind of in an all right position now for what it, i want it to do it I functions it's like it, everything it needs to do it do it does it's so basically just, just as we grow, yeah, just getting more photos in there, funny videos, putting together some like little little clan videos that just, just show yeah, that's something what that we're about. As well. Just throw some quick edits together. But yeah, keep this podcast up. I'll keep looking out for news. Give us any feedback of how we should improve. Hopefully the audio should be a lot more balanced between uh, me and Kat now. Um, yeah. yeah, we're just keeping it really simple with the two video. Hopefully we can have some guests at some point. 
Um, I think if we if we manage to keep it up like all throughout the next month, I think that'll be the time to maybe start the Patreon and take things more seriously. Yeah. So thanks for watching. We'll see you again in two weeks. Um, hopefully we'll have some more improvements and everything. And have a nice, have a nice fucking, I don't know how to end it. Bye. There we go. See ya. <laughs>